Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am Lauren. And I'm Mikey. What's up? I feel like it's been forever. I know. I haven't recorded for a while. Yeah, I feel like the, it's been forever. The last one um, we did was Heather's? No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. With Charles. Think, yeah. Yeah, with Charles. Yeah, we did Heather's, which was such a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Um, last week we did Mysterious Skin, which was not a fun ride. Oh, no. Um, I haven't listened to it yet. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Well, it's just about, like, abuse, so it's not like, oh, no. a fun movie to watch. But it's a great film uh, to watch. But this week we are having a lot of fun and good clean fun because we're watching <laughs> – we're, we're not watching. We're talking about Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. From 1997, directed, directed and written by Paul Thomas Anderson, mm-hmm. who is – basically mr maya rudolph because that's who he's with <laughs> wait in um, real life yeah yeah they're together oh, wait, they have, like, I didn't know that. yeah that i was awesome. like it's mr maya rudolph <laughs> basically amazing. she's amazing but that's there i mean he's an amazing director but but um yeah I mean, it's really cool the only thing that i know that he has directed and i haven't seen is there will be blood and then i saw that he directed a couple of the uh fiona apple music videos yeah i wondered i was trying to look it up and I actually didn't if they dated or if they were just collaborators in in the mm. uh i know she i know fiona apple dated a, i think it was maybe as a producer i didn't know if it was if and it he was has produced or, stuff but yeah, yeah I, I wondered if they just had like a uh what do you call it like an artistic mm. relationship like quote you know, unquote just, artistic relationship <laughs> well not like that but <laughs> oh wait tumultuous oh three-year relationship oh, okay wow. <laughs> so there, <laughs> there we go. go apparently it was not it was not a uh, she said it was a contemptuous relationship, so it wasn't like all happy. But so that's why I guess they were working a lot together. But a lot of her great music videos were done by him. That's awesome. Like fast as you can, paper, paper bag. bag, yeah, like limp. I think a lot from that second album. I love that second I think album so much. That so was the, good. that's when the pawn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fiona is queen. I love her. She just came out with another album recently last year. Yeah, last year. It's yeah. amazing. It's yeah, really good. It's, yeah. It's so good. Um, he also did The Master with no. Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin Phoenix. Another oh, great right. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's really good. He also did, I mean, he's done a lot. He's done um, Inherent Vice, which is another really that. good one with Joaquin Phoenix. It's a really weird story. I saw it in the theater with Charles. Oh, cool. It's a really weird story. It's like a detective story, mm-hmm. but it's a quirky detective story that takes place in, I want to say the 60s or 70s, but as another ensemble cast, I think you would really like it. There's a really funny bit with um, Martin Short that's hilarious. It's just really funny. What is it called again? I'm going to write it down. Inherent Vice. It's usually on like, I feel like it was on like HBO. Let me see if it's out anywhere. Because it's really weird, but it's kind of one of those films that you oh it's on tubi we were just talking oh, about tubi yeah, yeah, yeah. we are not sponsored by them but sponsor <laughs> us such um, a great channel <laughs> it's great it just has ads but it's free yeah. so um that one's another one that has a huge list of people like a huge cast like josh mm. brolin benicio owen wilson like it, i mean it oh, just wow. goes on reese witherspoon um it, it's huge but it's a weird kind of uh it's a weird kind of like noir uh, crime film but it's just it's one of those films that you just kind of have to just watch like don't try to analyze it it's just weird and quirky and it might seem like it makes no sense but just watch <laughs> it 
Oh, okay. yeah, it's good. Cool. It's really good. Um, so yeah, he wrote and directed this. So funny too, because he grew up, Paul Thomas Anderson grew up in the Valley mm. uh, in the seventies. So that's why he really wanted to do a film about like, you know, the porn industry. It's a big deal in the Valley of California and Southern California. It's kind of the moneymaker. I mean, yeah. it was in the seventies. I'm not really sure now. I'm sure it's probably made everywhere now. It's not just Southern California, but, but I think it's still pretty big, vivid, like vivid uh, entertainment is like a big porn. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. But studio, I guess, like a film studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're probably more now, but I know vivid was like the Jenna Jameson era. Yeah. Like in the nineties, like we all knew about vivid. So yeah, this is uh this nineties was a really crazy time because we had this resurgence of the seventies, which usually happens, you know, you get that like, everything kind of comes back mm-hmm. like 20 years ago, kind of comes back, you know, as like a vintage cool thing. So I remember the, the nineties I had bell bottoms, uh, you know, <laughs> lava lamps were really big again. Yeah. Um, you know, inflatable furniture, like hippie shit, peace yes. signs all over stuff, <laughs> flowers, the peace frog. Remember those peace frog shirts? Yes. Yeah. Like I all think I had a couple. <laughs> I did too. I think they're cool. I had a big um, yeah, lava so all that stuff too. came back. <laughs> I know. I always wanted one, and the thing is, is they get really hot. Yeah. And my and mom was afraid. I think that I'd like have it on at night and fall asleep. And I think some people did have, you know, it would catch fire. Mm-hmm. Um. So she was like, "No, I'm freaked out about that." So I didn't have a lava lamp, but I always wanted one. <laughs> I want like I, a giant one. I accidentally broke mine in a cleaning fit, and that gunk went all <gasps> over the place. So do you remember um, in my um, condo in Bethesda mm-hmm. um, where the fireplace was? Yeah. So I had it right on the corner and I, I lifted it after a party the day, the morning after a party. And I don't know if I was like just not awake yet or whatever, but I knocked it with my elbow and it went like all over the place. And it was just oh, like, no. it was, it was weird because now I was like, oh, now I know what it's. <laughs> the shit is in what is it like is it's it like, like it's, uh it's just, gel. it's just gel yeah it's, it's, it's oh a, it's not like wax it's not like not really wax. i mean oh, okay. i don't know the exact like science like what you call it but it's very uh it's, it's very it is kind of waxy but it's very uh crumbly oh weird and yeah it was gross <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you got it up though it didn't like oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah no 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 oh cool yeah um yeah so this movie is two and a half hours it's quite a long yeah. one it's on hbo max right now so if you want to watch it uh what is your first impression when did you first see this so i don't know exactly what year was i know it was on vhs oh wow um, right i know i was living with my mom at the time but i don't know if i saw it with you i don't know if i saw it by myself i don't don't feel like i would see this by myself no no i mean not in a bad way not in a bad way just uh yeah like i i I don't think i'd be like oh i mean i'd be interested in it but it wouldn't be an attack i I don't know yeah you Um, did you know about the last 10 seconds of the film before you saw it or did you think i think i did i think people i I I feel like like that rumor of the whole like mark Wahlberg's dick is in it i was like oh okay let me (laughs) (laughs) oh yes (laughs) oh yes um it was definitely an intense story uh back and forth spoiler alert it's fake (laughs) i mean you know if no one knows that by now then 
just yeah no um <laughs> I, I love the opening sequence that starts with like the 70s songs you got the best of my love i love mm-hmm. that because even though this is what california in the 70s it was a, and it was a very different decade. It reminds me of the constant going out around DC and parts of Bethesda that we used to do, uh-huh. and just like go club hopping and and be, you know, part of the it crowd and just dressing up to go out and stuff like that. You know, I remember Badlands. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> what did it get changed to? It was Badlands, and it was like some other name. Um, Apex, and then Apex. That's right. And then yeah. it turned into a lesbian club called Phase One, but. They only oh. lasted about a year. Oh, okay. Yeah. And is that place on the corner still there, like Soho? You know, I was just asking um, one of our mutual friends, Bill Delta. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, it still there? She, I think she said no. Oh, no. But that was, oh, that was such a cute little coffee place. Yeah, that, that everyone, was like, so cute. got together pre-club, after the club, um, the little internet box. That was oh, like, it is still open. Is it Grubhub nice? Hub delivery oh. night. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. it's open and closes at four. So that's cool. Yeah, it uh, might have been closed for COVID and maybe it just opened oh, back probably. up again. Yeah, that that's makes sense. good. But uh, and we'll get to this later. But the fashion is everything. So cool. I love anything seventies from the fashion to the now very outdated furniture that they had. Oh, um, it's not to the cars. I mean, it's not not outdated. It's It's not outdated. It regurgitates itself, like you were kind of talking about earlier. But it's It's cool. I think this movie um, was Julianne Moore's better movies. I don't know why. Oh, she's a Julia Roberts for you, isn't she? Yeah, I don't know why. I just don't care for her. And I'm sorry for those that are going to hate me on your podcast. But um, I just... Oh, I mean, (laughs) come on. Everyone's got them. I I will just call them a Julia Roberts because I do not like Julia Roberts at all. I don't understand the appeal. Uh, I like Julianne more, but I have to say she's not you know, she's not someone I run to because she's in the film. Like she's Mm -hmm. okay. You know, Mm -hmm. she's cool. Um, she's got some Oscars I think by now. Oh Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, She's she's cool. I mean, I do find myself in this movie a little bit minus like the overuse of drugs. I remember my sexual curiosity took hold and I just wanted to be like out all the time. And I wanted to be with like the gay people, you know? Yeah. What do you mean? Like when you watch the movie? Yeah. When I, w- when I was like reminiscing about watching it recently, I was just like, I kind of find myself in this, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it was just, and I, I, I was a bit of a Dirk Diggler. I mean, I was a hoe back then. <laughs> <laughs> like I must've well, been no, like. Dirk Diggler wasn't a hoe. I mean, he, he wasn't. Was paid. But... Like yes. that no, was no, no. his job. No, no, no. Really? And, and well, and that's the thing that I was going to say. I did go through a little bit of that because I remember when we all had AOL chat, um, mm-hmm. I, I quote unquote met a, porn director on there and we started talking side note if you have any kids in the car or in the room uh, <laughs> pause this podcast and then come back later <laughs> okay like i don't know how and what people like they probably think oh they're just gonna talk about this movie so yeah pause it and then come back later so go on <laughs> um, no so when i was like 16 or 17 i actually met this guy i took the oh my metro gosh. yeah i was living with my mom i took the metro uh, down to DuPont Circle, and there was like three people, quote unquote, directors, and 
you men yes. just don't know like yes, i feel I know, like women would never take this chance <laughs> like men just don't know i feel like this is crazy okay yeah go but on. also it was kind of a different time you know um it was a different time too <laughs> but it was scary because you didn't yes. know like you would hear about almost like what does happen in this uh film later is a lot of people would set up gay men True. and they weren't gay and so you didn't really know if maybe this person really wants to meet me or maybe they're going to hurt me. Like they just want to lure me out and then hurt me, you know? So, and, I mean, that still happens now. I mean, it's oh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. yeah, it's not like it went away, but, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, so you I, went to DuPont. No, like I, I, I took a big chance. I totally understand that. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I showed them like what I got and I don't no, know. Wait, okay. Hold on. Hold on. We did not, <laughs> we didn't set the stage. Okay. Wait. So you're in DuPont. Where are you in the fucking park? Are you in Oh, no, 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 no. It was, park? it was at a house. My bad. Oh, okay. At a house. It was at a house on like Seventeenth Street and U or P or something like that. And oh I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was a good thing. Um, my nerves took the better hold of me, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna do this." Um, after you showed them what you got, yeah, you were like, "No," or did they say like, "No, yeah, no, no"? I, I said no. Yeah, they oh, were. You interested. said they no. were interested, but I was just like, "Yeah, I maybe made a mistake." <laughs> did you see the uh, what the other guys were working with or no no i was i was the only one that was like interviewing at the time what <laughs> yeah which was oh, the weirdest no. thing yeah what was um, the guy like what was the porn director guy like was he like porn director guyish or very kind of like a burt reynolds oh he was older he was a little bit older like a silver daddy a little bit and and speaking of i don't know what but i'm i'm attracted to burt reynolds in this role <laughs> oh, dude, that's literally <laughs> my first note on the film was Burt Reynolds is a silver fox. He's kind of hot in this role, and I'm like, we are wow, so old. we are we are the age where we're like, all right. So, if anyone's super young listening to this, we're the age where we find silver daddies attractive now. So, it's a it's a strange time to it's be very alive. I thought he was time. hot too. I was like, right. Cool. <laughs> he seems to really take pride in his work. I don't think he's exploiting anyone. Like his character is not a bad guy either. I mean, his character is, you know, like no. this is what he does. This is his job. You he's know, very, he's not. He's very paternal. Mm-hmm. And um, he's kind of hot. <laughs> so wait, so you said no, and were they just like, okay, cool, thanks for coming? Yeah, I mean, later in like maybe another year after that or something like that, I I talked to like more other guys. And I did actually like come up with a, a price list of certain things like Dirk, Shut up. yeah, like, like Dirk Diggler's price. Like Dirk list? Diggler, you know how like five dollars to look. Yeah, up? yeah, I totally did that for uh, about two years. I love how he. <laughs> I love how he. It was five dollars to look at it, ten dollars, ten dollars to watch, to watch, him watch jack off, and then yeah. once he got bigger, it was twenty dollars. Yeah, when he was in the car with that guy, it was like oh, twenty bucks yeah. to just. I that guess was it's such a off, sad, right? upsetting scene for me. I know. It was really sad. Yeah. It was really sad, too, because just the look on Dirk's face. Like, yeah. you could tell this was for drugs. And yep. he had reached this, like, you know, totally downward spiral, like, rock bottom. Like, just the, ugh. Yeah, it was just really sad. Yeah. It was so sad. But I love, how, I, I love how avant-garde this is, too. 
you know? Yeah, it's really cool. I was going to say, also, we've come so far as a society that sex work is more normalized now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, back in the day, it was like if you were a porn star, it was a crime, crime or you couldn't have a family, you couldn't like, you know, if you had children, there was a potential they'd be taken away uh, because of what you did. But now I feel like it's it's normalized i mean you know not obviously it's the same kind of thing holds true like you shouldn't expose children yeah, to anything no, like this not. but but still it's a it's a more normalized like you know stop stigmatizing sex work you know because yeah. it's a job i mean it's a fucking job it's legal a lot of places mm-hmm. especially if you want to do it okay yeah. you know like it's up to you um wow that's but, so crazy yeah <laughs> well thankfully nothing you know crazy uh happen and you're here to talk about it on the other other (laughs) side of the yeah other side of the tale but yeah i mean it was a really wild time the beginning of the internet was a wild time like chat rooms and like asl and cyber sex and like when you think about it i guess cyber sex was just really the first form of obviously like sexting but sexting is more like on your phone so it's with you everywhere but Mm -hmm. but it's more like it, I know people kind of were like, oh, it's so weird, but it's kind of the safest sex you could have as a teenager mm-hmm. without actually, because back in the 90s, back in the old days, <laughs> um, it was HIV and AIDS was still a thing. Yes. I mean, I don't think we right. got like really good like medications until I want to say like the early mid 2000s, even in Queer as Folk, it was mm-hmm. still something that uh, when one of the characters ended up marrying a man who was HIV positive, it was still a concern. It wasn't right. like now it's not as much of a concern because there's prep and then there are lots of other uh, medications to be on if you are positive oh, yeah. and it's I mean, no longer kind of a death sentence, you know, there's still not a full on cure, yeah, but there's yeah. better. Yeah. There's better science out there. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So back in the nineties, like this was still, I mean, this was still a time when, uh, you know, it was still a concern. Like, it was mm-hmm. still safe sex. It was still, you know, all the things that we learn about. Now, it seemed like in the 70s and the 60s, it was more. We, we missed out, man. Yeah. I mean, we, people just seemed to be able to, like, fuck everywhere uh, on drugs. There was no, uh, you know, deadly disease that was killing people no. um, in the 60s and 70s. So there was no. I'm sure there were still STDs, obviously, but mm-hmm. I mean, there were things that were curable. There were things with like penicillin, so you're fine. But uh, yeah, we've really come so far as a society, but I love this movie. I think yeah. it's cool. What are, what are your impressions? Or well, I couldn't also could not think of the first time I saw it. I feel like I probably saw it in like the late 90s, early 2000s, but I mm-hmm. don't have an exact pinpoint. I've probably seen it maybe three times. Like in general, yeah. Like I haven't seen it a ton, but I've seen it like three times. Uh, I just I love Paul Thomas Anderson. I Mm. I think his movies are really cool. I haven't. I also have not seen There Will Be Blood either. I haven't seen everything that he's done, but but I really want to. He does a lot of long films though, because Inherent Vice I think is like over two hours. Well, and this was supposed to be, and I know we'll we'll get to this in a second, but I mean this was supposed to originally be three hours, so they skimmed what like half an hour and some change. Yeah, and only yeah. skimmed 40 seconds to stop it from being NC-17. Right. Which I would like to say that's one thing that we've come a lot a lot farther with, too, in society, is that our rating systems are a lot 
I guess more advanced now because now we have like streaming so they can show lots mm. of different things. And yeah. Whatever. But I wish there was more sex in this movie. <laughs> yeah. There well, I mean, for a porn, for a movie about a porn set. I mean, exactly. I feel like we got it's like two, two scenes, <laughs> like two real scenes and not oh, even oh. because then even when he was, even when he was like kind of test screening with roller girl, she was like <laughs> on top of him. And then it was Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Like the rest of the scene, which you got to see him. You got to see her like what fully naked standing for like a split second. Yeah, and then he didn't even have. He was still fully clothed, mm-hmm. and she like jumps on him. And I love how she. He's like, "Are you gonna take the skates off?" And she's like, "No, I, I never take, take skates them off. off." I'm like, "They're really heavy." <laughs> Newsflash: Roller skates are really fucking heavy. Yeah, they really. Are. <laughs> so I don't know how that's awkward. Like that's that kind of changes everything. <laughs> you have these things on, like how. How do you maneuver around this? I, I don't even know. I feel like that would be a <laughs> fucking comedy. Like trying to maneuver and like slipping and like f- like your leg going flying out and like the wheel and everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was his second feature. His first one was called Hard Eight, which I have not seen. That mm-hmm. has Samuel L. Jackson in it too. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot of people are in that one. Um, and then, yeah, that's all I have for my first notes. I have a Fuck, Mary Kill, but let's leave that to the end. Okay. Um, yeah, let's do uh, behind the scenes. Behind the scenes? Okay. Yeah, behind the scenes. So, do you what do me? you got? Yeah, what do you got? Okay, so I've got a couple. Um, this movie was based on a short mockumentary film that was based on an actual documentary about the porn star. What's his name again? You sent it to me a little bit ago. Uh, 1981. John, uh, what's his? I just John Holmes. John Holmes. Is that it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio was originally wanted for the role of Eddie. But, How insane. Right? But couldn't because I don't he like was filming that. Titanic at the time. Ugh, whatever, which is yeah, another I underrated I piece of trash. <laughs> but whatever. I don't like that either. <laughs> no, I don't either. Like, why does everyone harp on the fact that Leo was in that and not he, he harp was, on the he fact was that the he was the it kid, too, Juliet. though. I mean, everybody wanted him. So. Yeah, but, like, Romeo and Juliet was so much better. Oh, I know. Like, um, I'm so <laughs> mad that I didn't get as much press, but whatever. I could not see Leo in this role. I'm no. very glad he did not do it. He's too yeah. skinny. yeah. And, like, uh, so Joaquin was also considered for the role of Eddie, but had concerns about playing a porn star. Um, Bill Murray, Harvey Keitel, Warren Beatty, Albert Brooks, and Sidney Pollock. I forget who that is. Oh yeah. The Sydney Pollock. But they were, thank you. But they were considered to play the role of Jack. Oh. I like Warren Beatty. He would have been. Yeah. I think He's so pretty too. cute too. As an old guy, he still looks good. Mm-hmm. He's a then, ladies man. He dated he, everyone. Uh, everybody. Like everyone. Donna, um, everyone. Abdul at some point too. I think Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like uh, he was a, a lot. <laughs> yeah. He was a player. And apparently he, uh, his sister, Shirley MacLaine. Oh, and, that's right. And it was so funny because they did some interview and she was like, I have no idea why everyone's all over my brother. Like, I don't get this. <laughs> why everyone's dating him. It's really weird. But yeah, that's super funny. He's such a weirdo. But I don't, does he do anything now? The last thing I heard of him is he was, he did that, uh, the Oscars thing. Did you see that? Which one? He he did the like when they announced the wrong name for like was it Moonlight? They said it was like La La Land, but it was really Moonlight who won Best Picture oh. it was a few years ago. I think he was the one who read the thing because he was on the stage like looking all confused, like oh what? That's funny. It was kind of funny. <laughs> um, other actors that were considered to play Eddie slash Dirk were Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, no, 
Christian no. Bale. Yes. Um, maybe. And Ethan Hawke. Maybe. Mm, maybe, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Mark what? Wahlberg, that was a good choice. Yeah. And then Leo Bill... apparently did, uh, told them to pick Wahlberg. Oh, really? Justin. Oh, wow. Yeah, because he had worked with him on Basketball Diaries. Oh, that's right. In 95. And yeah, he also yeah. put Mark Wahlberg up for fear, uh, which gotcha. he did right before this, which is a fucking classic. Oh, and then Bill Murray and Jack Nicholson, too, were also considered to play the role of Jack Horner. Oh, Jack Nicholson would have been cool because he's really I, funny. I, yeah. 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 And then the cool. role of Amber Waves, which is Julianne Moore, um, was also offered to Marissa Tomei. Oh, that would have been because cool. Because both of them were in a soap opera. I forget which one it was called back then when they were like uber young. Oh. They, they played they played like twin sisters or something. I forget. I think oh, Days wow. of Our Lives or something. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. And then the role of Buck Swope, which went to Don Cheadle, which I was floored because I was like, I don't remember Don Cheadle being in this. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> me on my podcast talking about Marvel. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I know War Machine. Um, right. And then, uh, but it was actually offered to Samuel L. Jackson before. I know. <laughs> That's was weird though. Yeah. I can't picture him him in this role no not at all and then, this is after pulp fiction mm-hmm. like no like, and then yeah what we were talking about it was supposed to be nc-17 mm-hmm. um, originally and then um also i said bert didn't get along with the director and almost hit him i know how weird apparently he fired his agent after like seeing the, the oh seriously yeah really? because he was like really pissed about it i think he just like didn't get a, he i read some story that said that like he just didn't get along with the director and Paul Thomas Anderson and uh, Mark Wahlberg were both 25 mm. uh, when they filmed it. And I think he like, I think they said that like, he said that uh, the director was like super excited, like, Oh wow. Look at this shot. Like, you know, it's like, it's, you know, one of his like early movies and Bert was kind of like, yeah, this is not original. Like he said something about the beginning, you know how the beginning when, you know, you see the club, and then yeah. the cars are pulling up. And I think when they filmed it, the director was like, oh, wow, this is so great. It's so cool. Like, like he thought it was super original. And Bert was like, there are like five films that do, have done this already. Like, if you're going to steal from people, at least make it, like, better or something. Like, what? he kind of just, yeah, he kind of, like, shit all over it wow. a little bit. But, um, yeah, I kind of, he kind of felt weird. Apparently, he gave back his Golden Globe that he won for it. <gasps> What? Yeah, like he was like really salty about it. I, I don't know. Uh-uh. It's super weird. And I think he also the director asked him to be a Magnolia, which came out in '99, and he said no. He's like, I've already uh, done yeah. one. I've already done one of his movies. Like that's it. Like that's I another think movie just, I haven't seen. I haven't either. Tom Cruise is in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another long one. He makes long movies. Like Paul Thomas Anderson makes really long movies. That's yeah. funny. Um, and also, you were asking about the mockumentary. I found it on YouTube. That's it's not there. the one you. No, you sent me the actual documentary. Oh yeah, that's like what I mean. The half an oh. hour one. Oh yeah, yeah. The 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 mockumentary. It's like based on like the. Oh, you found one. that one too. Yeah, yeah. That's what oh. I sent you. Oh, that's the one you sent me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were talking about. Wait, were you talking about like a documentary about them making this movie? Well, so or were you the, talking about that one? Yeah. So the mockumentary, or what I had read, unless I'm corrected, is the mockumentary is based off the documentary 
that was in 1981. Oh, yes, yes. The John Holmes real story. Yes, but you sent me the yeah, dirt yeah. Diggler story. Okay, yeah, gotcha. I sent you the dirt digger. 1988. One, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I that one is on YouTube. <laughs> I, yeah, okay. I have not seen the Holmes one. I don't. Oh, I don't gotcha. know about that. Okay. Um, that also, I, I talked about this off air, but John Holmes, the story, and there's like a weird story. There's a movie called Wonderland, and it's like this murder thing that happened in mm. like Laurel Canyon, but that's a really good film. It's Val Kilmer plays John Holmes. And he apparently, that obviously that's who Dirk Diggler is based on, and like John Holmes had like some massive dick too. That was like his thing. I think he was like 13 inches. Is that, let me see. Yes. I well, think that that's actually, what they stated in the movie he was 13 but yeah no i mean i think uh uh what do you call it john holmes is supposed like he was supposed too to much like, dick I, I like the end of it i was like what do you do with that like right what like i don't know like that's what you, you make that? money off that bitch that, that literally is what you do i mean how else you join like a carnival <laughs> like, right that's what you do. see like, the man with the crazy. largest dick everybody hide your children I know, right? Like, what the fuck? Forget I said that. That is insane. Apparently, at the film premiere of Wonderland, people who went were given 13 and a half inch rulers as like Mm. gag gifts. Gag gifts. That's hilarious. That's funny. Um, (laughs) I know, right? I hate you. Oh, well, it's all right. It's early. It's early Saturday morning. It's cool. Ma'am, it is 11 o'clock. I've been Ma'am, this six. is a Wendy's. <laughs> That's my favorite. Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Ooh, Wendy's. <laughs> like, I want a cheeseburger. I want a JBC. Uh, I, I'm shaking my head at you right now. Uh, uh, dude, don't you want Wendy's? Can't you fucking taste it? I right ordered now? Starbucks this morning. And Shut had- up! <laughs> I'm about to go through a fucking Wendy's cheese. drive-thru. <laughs> I want to do a live podcast where it's just like us in the car, like going to drive throughs. That would be hilarious. <laughs> talking about movies. I'll just, I'll just pretend to be like, can I get a cheeseburger? <laughs> I want a junior bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> and Wendy's we'll sponsor us. <laughs> we'll just sing our play. orders. Like, uh, what's her name? Um, oh my God. I can't remember her name now. Who? Jennifer Hudson. So oh. <laughs> there was a, what is it like? Um, James Corden, I think he does those like um, interviews in the car. Oh yeah, and he karaoke. Had, I, I have to find it for you and send it to you. But he has uh, J Hud in the car, and they go through a drive-through, and she's like singing out her order. Oh no way! <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'd probably do that if I could sing like her. Right. She's like incredible. It's insane. Um, yeah. Do you got anything else? Um, the last thing I did have was that it was stated on an episode of What Happens Live with Andy Cohen back in 2015 mm-hmm. that Julianne Moore, she was on there for, I can't remember what she was promoting or advertising, but when asked about boogie nights from a call that mm-hmm. he had, she said that her sex scenes with Marky Mark was like in front of everybody and not private not in a private room it was just like on set in front of all these other actors and how embarrassing it was wow oh you mean like when they're filming that when they were filming the movie yeah yeah and then i guess it's like you see the crew for the movie in the movie but then i guess their actual (laughs) crew behind that there's like a whole 
like, I, group of people. I wouldn't know what to do in that situation. I'd be like, okay, maybe. <laughs> and I feel like it's got to be so hard to be an actor to do any type of sex scene. There are, like, 30 people in the mm-hmm. room. Like, I, I mean, I really give hats off to any actor in general because I just couldn't do anything with all these people watching. Like, yeah. I would just be no. so paranoid. But but even to do a sex scene, and and now they're, like, they're choreographed. You know, yep. they're, like, staged. It, and now you have to make it look natural. You know, it can't right. look <laughs> like you know where you're going. Like, it's <laughs> then do you practice? Like, do you do you call like if you have a sex scene with Leonardo DiCaprio? Do you call him up on like a Saturday night and be like, "Hey, <laughs> we need to come and like figure out this. Like, right? <laughs> we need to like do some like yeah. We have to. What do you have to like practice kissing? Do you have to film it I'm so it sh- sees maybe. what it looks like on like? It's a lot. It's a lot of you know like technical. That's what they always say when people are like, "Ooh," you know, when they always ask when they're like salacious scenes that in any kind of film, they like the reporters usually ask them like, Ooh, what was it like, you know, filming this crazy scene? They're like, uh, there are 85 people in the room. Like, I don't, I mean, it's not, it's not at all what it looks like. You know, we have to pretend really hardcore. You have these like sweaty crew guys with like a microphone, (laughs) you know, like really close to you and you have to kind of act like they're not there. Like, it's so weird. What if you hit your head on the microphone? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like all this stuff. And then they have some films that are like, if you're really not interested, but they have some films where there's like a list of films where all the sex is is not simulated. Mm. And I was like, God. I'm trying to think of like oh, what like you're film. like dry humping instead. No, or? like it's real. No, it's oh, like oh, penetrative like it's sex. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, it's real yeah. on film. I'm trying to think of like uh, I'm I'm sure a lot of them are foreign because I don't think they have like as strict guidelines as the states do. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some like I'll have to look it up like a famous one that you're like whoa that's crazy like they're just fucking doing it man it's nuts. That's but, a yeah. thing. But yeah, all for the love of the art. That's for- all you have. Yeah. Cool. Alrighty. Well, I have uh, Rotten Tomatoes score is 93%. So hot damn. People love it. Mm -hmm. And uh, or that was the critic score. I think the audience score was like 89. It was like pretty close. Mm -hmm. The budget of this was $15 million and it made 43.1. Nice. Yeah. That's a lot for, I think, 97. Mm -hmm. And for this type of film. Yeah. For Um, this type of film, definitely. Yeah, totally, right? Because it's not as, like, you know... It's just not something that people would even, like, want to go see with their parents. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's a very niche... It's a very niche film, you know? Um, In an interview that Tarantino did on a podcast, apparently, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, which they call him PTA, which I... At first, I I listened to an interview, and I was like, PTA? PTA. I was like, oh, oh." Yeah, I was like, oh, I thought, like, parent-teacher. I was like, what? (laughs) That's what I thought. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wait, okay, they're talking about the director. (laughs) Um, so apparently a lot of people, uh, early on in PTA's career, they kind of like related him to Tarantino as in he was one of the early directors that became known as kind of a director rock star. Like back in the day, you didn't know the directors. They were just the directors and the Mm -hmm. actors were the ones that were famous, but Tarantino became a celebrity when he came out because, you know, he just is a character anyway. Mm -hmm. So same with PTA. They kind of were like, oh, like they knew him. Like people saw him out and and he kind of became, you know, a bit of a star. And they kind of, you know, thought about them together. And, you know, he kind of talked to Tarantino early on and, and you know, was kind of talking about like, you know, how is it? And like, you know, the business and everything. Apparently the film is not supposed to be based on uh, 
quote unquote real person. But Tarantino was like, this is Gerard Damiano, even though PTA doesn't want to say that it's him, but he's like, it's him. Like if you look at Burt Reynolds and you look at the real, the real Uh guy, Gerard Damiano, he directed Deep Throat, which is like a really famous adult film. And he said, you know, his look is definitely Burt Reynolds. It's like Uh the wavy gray hair, like all the stuff that, that Burt Reynolds looks like in the film. That's not what he really looks like. Like they made him look like this guy, but PTA was like, didn't say that it was him, but Tarantino was like, it's him. Like, come on, you know, it's definitely him. Um, but I thought was really interesting. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, he's done a few interviews about it. And he said that he wasn't really into it at first because of the subject matter and showgirls had just come out. So he was kind of nervous because that was like, he canned. wasn't in showgirls. No, no, no. But I mean, a film about like oh. adult, you know, yeah. like, that was NC 17 that came out in what? 95. And I think it did so bad that I think he was really like, re- like reserved, like, what do you call it? Like he was hesitant to start in another film about like adult film, like another adult world yeah. kind of thing. And he might be like, shit, this could be a bomb, you know, like Showgirls. Uh, Showgirls is actually a fucking modern day masterpiece and we will get I there. I love it. Um, <laughs> it's actually really good if you watch it now. I, I think we just weren't ready for it yeah. uh, in 95. But I actually think it's really good. The fashion in that movie is just so good. Yeah, but so. Um, yeah, we have to talk about that. Uh, so he was kind of like, uh, I didn't want to. He said he read 30 pages of the script and he was like, wait, this is really good. So then he like, you know, called the guy back and was like, OK, I'll, I'll go meet with you and, and everything. <laughs> but at first he said he didn't really like a lot. Of, he was getting offered a lot of roles that were like physically exploitative. Because he, which is interesting too, you never hear about this from men. You know, you always think of uh, a woman being exploited for Mm. her like body or whatever in roles, you know, like she's the sexy one, she's the whatever. But he was treated the same way because he was in Calvin Klein. He was known as like this really hot, like buff guy. And he kind of at first was like another thing where I'm going to be like taking my shirt off and like seen as like this hot hunky guy and like kind of a dumbass you know what? like i he don't want to be known it. <laughs> no not when i think he i guess he wanted to be a, like a quote-unquote real actor you know mm-hmm. i think he didn't want to just keep being offered these kind of roles and then you know then you can get pigeonholed into like yeah. yeah like that's it so he that's when he read the script and he was like oh wait it's actually like a really good script it's not like like even in fear he wasn't like you know he wasn't like exploited but he was hot yeah. I mean, he was like buff. He's really thin in this movie too. Like Mark Wahlberg should That's be true. pretty, like kind of thickish. Yeah, yeah, like a little like like jacked. You know, he's got like a six pack. He's like big, yeah. and in this one, he's thin. Like he's muscular, but he's really thin. He's usually not that thin. Um, I guess that makes him look younger too. He's supposed to be like seventeen when the thing starts. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, so so that was I thought was really interesting. And uh, he also said that he did an interview with Seth Meyers in 2014 on his show, and he was talking about how they made the cast the mm-hmm. prosthetic penis, oh, and he yeah. was like, he was like, oh my god, it was so awkward. I had to go to like a prop house in the valley and stand there <laughs> naked for hours while yeah. these people like create <laughs> like cast around his actual dick, and then he had to go Wait. out and keep showing people. Like he had to go out and keep showing them like how's this, how's this, and he had to, had to wear it all day. He was like, it was really fucking awkward. <laughs> Wait, like, so he actually... Okay, this is going to sound like a stupid question. So he... What? Even though it is a prosthetic, mm-hmm. it was molded around his... Yeah. Wheel. Like, so his he real dick a is in there. Dick. No, no. <laughs> his real dick is in there, but it's like... I guess almost like a like a cast. 
but it gotcha. probably is like latex you know where you can like put it on yeah it probably like fits and i don't know how it actually fits in like around like i like a fucking dildo i guess like i don't know how else right <laughs> like a sleeve yeah yeah i guess <laughs> and then he's like it was so weird and he's like then they kept making it really long and he's like <laughs> they did the john holmes one and he's like i felt like it was so flaccid it would like bounce around he's like it was <laughs> too big it was like down to my knees he's like what the fuck is this so he's like it was really awkward he's like but it's the only thing i've ever kept from a movie so he kept it he kept the prosthetic and he's like maybe i can auction it for charity on ebay or what something. <laughs> i was like yes. oh my god i would i wonder if he i wonder if he's done that what i thought was really That's funny awesome um <laughs> it was nominated for three oscars best original screenplay and supporting uh for julianne moore and burt reynolds and burt mm. reynolds won the golden globe for this movie which is kind of crazy um this was uh we always already talked about like i can't believe that originally leo was actually gonna do it right like i that's so i mean god i i kind of wish we could go back in time and get like what leo's career would have been like had he been more of like an indie darling yeah like a jake gyllenhaal like mm-hmm. someone who's not in a lot of big budget things, but just has done a lot of independent, really cool, like underground stuff. Cause Leo's early career is just the best. Like it's when he did basketball diaries, basketball diaries this boy's life, uh, total eclipse, which is another great film that a lot of people don't know about. Uh, oh, you know, what's, what's that one where he played? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. What was that one know. that he played? Like, um, he had like Alf's, uh, Asperger's or something. Um, um what's eating? What's eating? Gilbert grape. Yeah. yeah. With was Johnny Depp and Juliette Lewis. I, uh, I know he was mentally challenged. I don't know Just, exactly yeah. what. Yeah, uh, what, such what a good was. movie. So good. So, so good. Oh, with Johnny Depp and Juliette Lewis, like, fucking yeah. kill me. Like, that's a good <laughs> film. I, I, I went up on the list. It's just really sad. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a really good film. I should put that on there too. Yeah. Um, let's see. We already talked about 40 seconds were cut. I can't believe 40 seconds made an nc-17 like what were those 40 seconds yeah right like i like yeah we didn't was it have was it like his it. dick being hard or i don't know i, don't know. I think that um, would have been better at the end to be honest but that's just me but his dick was so big <laughs> i know stick out of his <laughs> like how could he couldn't put his pants on oh god i don't i don't know it's so weird well that begs the question okay so i know this is coming out of like left field but Obviously, it's a, a prosthetic at the end. Okay, we know that. But when they have like close up shots of his dick in the bathing suit at the pool scene, that's real. Is that right? his real one? Or yeah, because it, it would stick out. There's no way he that's could what, wear a okay, right? right. If it was really like 13 inches. Okay, like, that's what I thought. Right? I mean, you're a guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't. I don't know. I'm assuming you can't. Not with how small they were. They yeah. were really small. They were really small. Yeah, they were really small. Like it was almost like underwear. It wasn't so, like, like briefs. It wasn't even like a speedo. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. God. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's so funny um we talked about who was up for diggler drew mm-hmm. barrymore and tatum o'neill were considered for roller girl which one is tatum o'neill uh let me see isn't her mom really famous oh, sorry. Is, it the, is it no i know tatum o'neill isn't she let's see oh i she did have that is... note too about drew barrymore i missed that I know her name, but her dad is Ryan O'Neill, who I think is really famous. Mm. Oh, she used to be married to John McEnroe. Isn't he that tennis guy? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen anything that she's done, I don't think. Oh, okay. Oh, she won an Academy Award at age 10. For what? 
She's the youngest person. Paper Moon, something uh-uh. in 1973. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she was up for it, which is really interesting. Um, she's also a lot older, too, because uh-huh. she's 57 right now, which means she would have been in like her 30s. Oh, wow. Like in that film. Yeah. Heather Graham looks like she was what? Like 20? 16, 17. Or like, yeah. Or like she looked like she was like super young. So I love how her name is Roller Girl until like the last 10 minutes where I think Brandy? it's like what, Brandy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that guy calls her out. Uh huh. He's like, yeah. we went to high school together. And I think that was another one of my random side note questions was why was she beating him up because he got a little too aggressive and called her out on her her real name i think so and i think he said kind of like i think he kind of judged like the way that he was the way that he kind of acted towards her i think he kind of didn't he say kind of like uh at at the end before he got out of the car he was like oh like nice life you've made for yourself or something like oh like this is the way you ended up and he was like in college and like you know like you're just a porn star kind of thing Mm. and she was kind of like fuck you and then of course when he left and then you know they closed the door and he was like whatever like to burt reynolds like your movies suck now anyway because uh dirk was like oh, out of it she goes and that's Dirk. when he yeah that's when he started beating him up first. oh yeah that's true and then yeah then she gets out and she's like don't ever touch me like you can never fucking touch me like she's just like screamed at him yeah mm-hmm. i, I love i love her crimped hair at the end I love it. I love that outfit. That was one yes. of my fashion outfits. It was like when she's in the limo. I love it. That mm-hmm. like white, like uh, it looked like a negligee kind of thing. Yeah, it was really cool. I like that. Um, and one more note: Vincent Gallo turned down the role of Dirk. Really, it was really interesting. Yeah, I didn't think he'd been in anything in like '97. He didn't do Buffalo '66 until '98. '98, yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering like why he turned it down. Like, did they <laughs> offer it to him or? I also would not like that. Vincent yeah. Gallo is a weirdo. <laughs> um, production design is Bob Zem- Zembicki, which is cool. And cinematography is Robert Ellswit. I just want to put that in there. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I love the fucking everything. The production design, the mm-hmm. houses. I love a yes. century modern. Like, I love it. It's so cool. <laughs> so, yeah, let's move on to fashion. Sure. So, fashion, Mark Bridges is the costume director. And, oh, my gosh, I love it all. It's, yeah. I so wrote the deck- so much disco fashion. Yes. And I think, like, I love the 70s the best. Because it's, what, 77 to... Late 70s? Yeah, it's late 70s to, like, early... 84? Uh, 84? Okay. Yeah, 84. Yeah. So, I mean, like, those those decades, I mean, there's not a huge amount of difference. But just everything is amazing. Like, I love the disco glam. They use the bright colors. Mm-hmm. Um, the suits. The suits. Oh. The red suit, that guy in the beginning. His name is Luis Guzman, the one who, like, works at the club. He's in so much shit. He's in so much shit. He's really funny. He's hilarious. I like him. Um, Oh, yeah, do you have any other notes? Oh, I do. Um, Sorry, I I thought I was interrupting you, actually. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, Go for it. There were, like I said, a lot of bright uh, colors, a lot of pinks and uh, turquoises. Mm -hmm. I can hardly speak. Um, (laughs) Haltered necks, which were great. Um, The high-waisted shorts and jumpers. Mm-hmm. Silk scars were used a lot in sequence. Sequence, sequence. everywhere, <laughs> constantly used on Julianne Moore, especially. So even though I I shitted on her uh, person earlier, I liked what they did with her uh, costume wise in this. Yeah, movie. Um, like I had especially adored her purple ensemble. 
that she wore talking to the judge about the the custody, like the Easter egg purple jacket with the matching pants, the darker purple blouse slash shirt. I couldn't really tell what it was Mm -hmm. Um, right down to the matching purple flower pin and her matching nails. (laughs) <laughs> like oh, that was just oh you really looked I didn't see the nail oh it was so perfect and like oh, wow. matching eyeshadow to get a picture yeah um I also like Diggler's patchwork jean outfit um where they're you know doing the snippet of the movie that he and John C. Riley are in uh-huh oh that's right yeah the cop the, movie yes both <laughs> of their outfits are fucking amazing they're I want so I want funny. them I want them so badly <laughs> and speaking of John C. Riley, real quick side note He's so awkward in almost every movie he's in, but I love him. He reminds me of Will Ferrell. Yeah, he does. Right? Like, he has that Will Ferrell thing where you're like, he's so funny and awkward, but he's just, like, so good and everything. Yeah. Really funny. Um, But that's pretty much uh, all my fashion notes. Oh, cool. All right. I have, uh, let's see, I love the the poly suits, like polyester suits. Um, I have Roller Girl. I love her first outfit where you see her. She has like these butterfly shorts or like denim uh, shorts oh, with like butterflies yeah, yeah, yeah. on the back mm-hmm. pockets, like the patches. And she has like a ringer tee. I think that's in the club. I think she's like yeah, in the, uh-huh. the nightclub. Um, Eddie, I love his like bell bottoms and like red ringer and like denim jacket. It's like he has like denim and denim and then he has like a red mm-hmm. shirt underneath. It. I think it looks really cool. I love uh, Buck's red cowboy shirt. I do too, actually. Yeah, I think it's yeah. really cool. And he was like, hey, look, it's a cowboy. Um, <laughs> Reed, I I was like, he looks like he's from the 70s. Like his hair, like everything, which is which uh, one was John Reed? C. Riley. Oh, John that, C. Riley. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, could, I just he looks remember like his he's, name. Yeah, he looks like he's from the 70s. Like <laughs> he, he really does. He has that vibe, which is really funny. Um, Scotty, I, which is Philip Seymour Hoffman, yeah. his tank and like short shorts with like, <laughs> corduroy i love how like he's just so awkward i was gonna say speaking of awkward he is the most awkward and and we were talking about this online uh awful air yesterday but and i i just i don't know what it is he's like the male julia roberts of an actor for me too oh wow and i'm sorry to say that but he's just so he's like a dog on hind legs and I don't know. Well, he's he's a he was a character actor. I think he really like. I mean, not so much in this role, but in his later yeah. films, like Capote, the one who won the Oscar for. Oh, that's true. Um, and in like The Master, where he kind of plays a version of the Scientology creator, mm-hmm. uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Like he in his later films, like he really got into character. Like he's an incredible actor. Um, or he was, and it's so sad that he. I remember when he passed he away. I was like, "What?" I was it like, "Came out of nowhere." Nowhere, like we had no idea, or like the public didn't have any idea that yeah. he had this drug problem and and everything. Talented Mr. Ripley is another one that I really like mm-hmm. him in, um, which we will do at some point. I actually recorded one, uh, recorded an episode of it, and then it like we had so many technical issues that I had to throw it away and then just oh, wait no. like six months because me and Jai did it and she's That's like right. I love this movie and I was like well let's just wait for like six or seven months and then just come back because we just did it so we need to watch it again like from with fresh eyes and like having a new podcast so we still have to wait oh, totally. a few months oh. yeah but but I was like damn but yeah he's in that um, that movie is just like, oh God, the homoeroticism oh God. is I know, right? high and like heavy beyond. in that one. It's too much. <laughs> like, I also need a, a sex scene between Jude Law and Matt Damon. And Thank Matt. you. We were severely missing. That. <laughs> yes. that, that's we need the we need the, we need the uh, Snyder cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Release the Snyder cut um, in that one. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see what else I have. Oh, I also love Scotty's like red jackets with all the zippers. Yeah. And he has the I car and he shows mm-hmm. yeah, Dirk, like, look at my car. Um, I think that one's really cool. Um, my favorite Amber outfit is that uh, outfit she has. It's like a lounge outfit and she has like a red tube top and oh, she has yeah. like the pants. I think it's when she's like doing coke inside. And oh, when with, she the, sees, with Roller Girl, right? Yeah, and she yeah. sees Dirk out of the pool, and it's like yeah. slow mo. Like that outfit's so cool. Just looks cool with her red hair mm-hmm. and like her skin. It just like goes with it. It looks really cool. I like that. And then I wrote I Roller Girl's outfit in the limo with the crimped hair. Like I love so it. Cool. I that love her so crimped cool. hair look. It, I know this is a weird comparison, but it kind of reminded me of like Sarah Jessica Parker in Sex in the City. Oh, kind bit. of. A little bit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. She always had like different. She well, she had her hair like curly for a while, then it was straight. Mm-hmm, great. Yeah, like she Grimpy. had a different yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. So music. You got anything from music? I mean, this this is like oh my god, there awesome was, soundtrack. First of all, there were two parts. There were two soundtracks because there was just so much music, and oh, because wow. of the change of decades too, they were trying to keep like one seventies and one eighties. I think it all kind of blended together. Yeah, it kind of did. But I mean, you got bands like Casey and the Sunshine Band. You mm-hmm. got um, Rick Springfield. You got Rick Springfield. You got Marvin Gaye. You got Walter Egan. Speedwagon? Is that the song that the guy is like, I love this song. Uh, I don't know what song I'm, it is. That I'm dealer guy, Molina. Oh, Jesse's Girl? No, no, no. It's before that. It was the one where he was like, hold on, this is the best part. And then it was like, oh, it sounds like uh, an oh, REO um, Speedwagon song, like an 80s. It's like an 80s kind of like. Not I, I Want to Be Free. I want. No, I'm going to have to no, look at it. Once I, I'm going to have to do, yeah. It, once I see it's it. It's so crazy. See. Speaking of Alfred Molina, it's so crazy to see him so thin. Because I'm yeah. used to seeing him as a Marvel nerd. I'm, I'm used to seeing him as Dr. Octopus, right? From, he's actually going to be in the new one, right? And he's going to be in the new one. I'm so excited. I hope mm-hmm. they like update his outfit um, instead of that trench coat. Thing. Two weeks till Loki. <laughs> just saying. Yes. <laughs> just I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think about that one song. No, I can't. Um, um, God damn it. Is it Night Ranger? I'm looking at just a bit. I I'm looking I'm looking order? at the soundtrack list now, but. Yes, I, I don't know in order. Like I can tell you the like the songs of like you got the best of my love that was the original mm-hmm. that was the opening song. There's Jungle Fever, brand new key which I love. Um, Machine Gun, no, ain't no stopping us now which I love. Oh, it was Sister Christian. He was oh. listening to. Oh, okay. Yeah, Molina. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. he was listening to Sister Christian, which I I I. It's not the best song, and people don't hate me for it, but, I mean, it was an interesting scene to put that song in, if that it's makes so sense, because it's such an insane scene. Such an insane scene. And Mark is just... So, I, that was another one of my questions, too, because, like, you know how, like, Afro Melina looks like he's going to shoot himself, right? And he's, uh-huh. like, dancing in the corner, and Mark just stares. Yeah, I didn't get that. What, what is he staring at? I don't know. I didn't get that either. Like, <laughs> was he? He was like coked up, wasn't he? I. I but I, yeah, all of a sudden he was just like, just, uh, was he staring at the guy who was like looking at the the? Remember, there's like the the black guy, the really big guy who was like yeah, the but he's in the he's, he's, he's in the chopping back up then. the stuff. 
Well, he's on the side. He's not in the back. Like, he's oh. like in a side room. And I think he might have been staring at him because they put baking soda in it. And I think he was opening the drugs. And I think he was probably looking to see when was he going to realize those were fake drugs. Oh, God. maybe. Because I think he was like, oh, shit, like this is about to go. Because the guy, they were trying to leave. And the guy was like, no, 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 stay. Because they're trying to just get the money and bounce because they gave him fake drugs. So he's just kind of like. I, maybe he was like looking to see like when is he gonna realize like they're testing it because he's kept saying like what if he tests it we're fucked like if he tests the drugs we're fucked so maybe that's what he was looking at and i forget who is that actor with the mustache um thomas jane is that his i've name? seen i've seen him I thought his name was like forgot thomas... to look him up but uh i think his name is like let me see his name like he almost Potter. reminds me of the guy that played stifler but I know. It's yes. He reminds me of Thomas uh, Hayden church. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> is that who that was? Let me I don't see. like his him. Name is Todd. I don't know why. Yeah. He's kind of weird. <laughs> his name is like Todd something. Isn't that his name? I'm trying to find it on, uh, on, uh, what do you, oh, that, uh, you mean? Like his character? Name? Yeah. His character name. I think, I think Thomas uh, Jane is his name or something. I don't know. Oh, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, like this, the 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 range of mu- the range the the range of music that they use the it's so amazing and it goes so Thomas perfectly Jane. well. Thomas Jane, yeah, it, but it goes uh, every song goes perfectly well with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, awesome. Like, what I do love, you What I do you have? It. I have yeah, the emotions, best of my love. Um, Apollo is like Apollo, a hundred. That song, Joy, was like when mm-hmm. Eddie's in his room. Uh, let's see. There's Elvin Bishop fooled around the world and fell in love. That you sexy thing. Uh, God only knows. There is a lot of songs that didn't make the soundtrack. Yeah, I think there, I think there are, um, Jesse's girl. Yeah. Those are the ones I wrote down. Oh, cool. Cool. Awesome. Okay. So favorite scenes and lines. What do you got? Okay. So I've got, Okay, so the quotes I'm going to go over, I only have a couple. I have um, when Jack Horner goes, it seems to me beneath those jeans, there's something wonderful just waiting to get out. And then when Floyd goes, I like simple pleasures, like butter in my ass, lollipops in my mouth. That's just me. That's just something I enjoy. (laughs) And then I've got this conversation. I can't remember her name, but it's between Cheeto's character and I'm guessing his girlfriend before she marries that other guy. Um, I can't remember her name, but, um, she goes, Becky, is it Becky Barnett? That's it. Yeah. 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 But she, yeah. Goes, she goes at the pool party. She's an empire. Goes, oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. I, I did see that. Um, she goes, you have to get a new look. He's, he's like, get a new look. Oh, can you hear me? Oh no. Lauren. Yeah. No, sorry. I was muting. Cause I, <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to like mute it while you were going to do the quote. <laughs> oh, my bad. Okay, so I'll start over again. Um, she goes, you have to get a new look. He's like, get a new look. And he go- she goes, yeah. I ha- um, He goes, well, what's your look? And she goes, I have a look, okay? The look I have is fine. He goes, what's, it? what's your look? She goes, chocolate love. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love those quotes. Uh, and then... My scenes are, I know they're, they're like broken up, but I love the party at Jack's house. John C. Riley, like I said, is so awkward and I love it. I love how he's like, people tell me I look like Han Solo and the back and forth with him and Wa- Mark Wahlberg is just hilarious. Uh-huh. 
Like, I love this I song. I love how guys, I love how guys, like, try to impress each other. And, yeah, he's like, how much do you bench? <laughs> I know, it's so funny. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I bench, like, three whatever. Yeah, I was like, no, you don't. It's, <laughs> no, right. like, four times your weight. Like, and then, like, I, I love the song, like, I Believe in Miracles starts when Philip Seymour oh, yeah. Hoffman's character comes in. And like I said, he's so awkward, and I don't know if it's a hate about him, but... He, he's so skeevy when he walks in because the camera like does his little like eye trick thing and it hones on Mark Wahlberg and he's just like sneaks up and he's like, hey, who's this? He is like a, <laughs> yeah, he is like a, hey. <laughs> yeah. And with his like tight like tank top on where his like love bottom like, of his belly tight. is showing. Yeah, I love that it's too tight. <laughs> and then like, he's like oh, playing God. with his hair like California style like, hey. <laughs> yeah, he looks so skeevy. Yeah, that's so funny. And then, um, I know it sounds weird, but I appreciate the scene with Eddie and his mom when oh, the mom dude, is like waiting for him. It was yeah. rough because it's so uncomfortable to watch, but reminds me of a similar fight I had with my mom back in the day. Really? When like you know how like I was telling you about like my sexual peak and how I was like going out all the time. Your sexual peak, as if you're like eight. I know, right? <laughs> it's like over. <laughs> but my mom and I had a better relationship. Obviously, I, I want to believe like better than Mark and his mom. Oh but yeah. This scene was very well well done, even though it was very gut wrenching, and it really felt bad for the kid. The director, the director actually was stated in an article. Um, I can't remember where I read it, but that he wished he added at least like 10, 15 more minutes to the scene because of how raw it was. I think he had his own issues with his own mom. Oh, um, PT. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because gotcha. I, I, I read some scene that said, or some like paragraph that said like that scene was really hard. Like it was really hard for him to film. And then the mm -hmm. actress who played the mom like came over and said like, uh, oh, it's okay. Yeah. 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 She was like, it's okay. Like you don't have to forgive her. So I'm wow. like, maybe this is like an actual. Like, I think situation it was like, that happened. Yeah, and I think it was, like, one of the raw scenes in the movie, to be Yeah, honest. oh, totally, yeah. yeah. yeah and, then my, and then my last scene was, like, the dance sequence with everyone that's, like, kind of almost in sync with each other. Mm -hmm. And, like, the, that, fa that scene for all the fashion was, like, freaking amazing. It reminded oh, me... Oh, yeah, it was really cool. It reminded me of the dance sequence in, if you've ever seen the movie 13, Going on 30, where they're doing the thriller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> so I, I really thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, another hot take. Jennifer Garner is, is, uh, is in the Julia Roberts category for me. Oh, no. I was going to recommend a movie yeah, for you. Like <laughs> it's I called. I don't it, like her. Okay, for anyone else who's interested in Jennifer Garner who's listening, um, it's called Yes Day on Netflix. It's, it's it's fantastic. So it's it's a very like PG you know family family movie where she and this uh, like well, I, I yeah yeah I she that. she and her husband have like three kids and they have to agree to a yes day where she can't say no to anything mm -hmm. and they like dress her up in glitter and stuff. It's 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 a really cute movie. Oh okay. <laughs> anyway, <That's> cool. <laughs> but that that's my stuff. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> what are yours? So I have uh, more like uh, just like different notes, I guess, throughout. Mm -hmm. uh, Burt Reynolds is a silver fox. Mm -hmm. is my first note. Um, and then I wrote five to see it, ten to jacket. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I, just, I was just like writing this. Things happen. I was like, that's so weird that he, like when Jack comes in the back of the diner, like when he sees Eddie and then he's like, what do you want? 
five dollars yeah. five dollars to see it and he's like people pay like he's like yeah yeah okay oh like, yeah okay like he's like no i'm a film producer i'm a director um my first favorite scene is the sequence uh in the beginning when everyone's coming home at night and you see like each person how they each come home after like a long night so you yeah. see like where everybody goes i think it's cool like i love uh, almost all the scenes with william h macy like constantly seeing his wife just fucking whoever um <laughs> i just think it's really funny uh Every time. It's just so Yeah, but then here's my question real quick, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, Uh But why does he end up shooting them at the middle part of the movie and then shooting himself? I think he's just fucking lost it. Like, I honestly think, like, I I don't know if she is an actual porn star. I mean, she is in real life, the actress. Yeah, and I know know he's... I know the director that actually got, like, porn stars to come into the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know if she's supposed to be a porn star in the film or if Mm. she's just supposed to be the wife who's just fucking around and maybe thinks because he's a porn producer or whatever that it's cool. Yeah, Yeah. that it's not a big deal. But I think Mm. he... It's one thing for, I think, it to happen, but the way that it's happening in front of everyone. Like, she is fucking that dude on, like, a blanket in a driveway. Oh, my God. While, like, 30 people are standing around him. That's another scene that I love when the guy is, like, asking him about, like, technical stuff about the movie they're gonna shoot. And he's like, I can't think about this. My wife is fucking some dude right there. How how are you asking me about the photography of the movie we're shooting tomorrow? Like, (laughs) <laughs> just like, oh yeah! Like, what, oh my god! What is that line? She's got a ass in her dick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was like, she has an ass in her cocker. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, was that supposed to be like that, or did he flub it and they kept it in? Yeah, they just kept it in. Yeah, I was gonna say because I was like, that's the wrong direct, wrong, uh, wrong way. Um, so I like that. Um, one of my first quotes I wrote down that I think is going to be the title of the episode is "Everyone's given one special thing, right?" <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is like Dirk says all the time. Um, I wrote, his mom's reaction is super intense, though. Very. She keeps harping on the fact that it's that girl. Like, she's like, are you fucking that girl? Are you fucking yeah. that stupid It's her slut? fault. Yeah. yeah, it's her fault. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why is she obsessed with this girl? Like, it's And she doesn't mind that he works in a club mm-hmm. and far away. And he works in like a car wash in a club, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we never see the car wash. We mm-hmm. just find out that that's where he works because she says it. But yeah, that was so, so crazy. I said, OMG, Macy's wife, LOL, fucking everyone. Um, the girl who ODs is kind of funny too where the the guy like it's like the colonel and I think Jack and they like come into that room and oh and, yeah and it's like that he was like, guy and he's like this too is much the second coke. girl yeah this is the second girl in like two days and he's like maybe you need some new shit <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> do you ever think of that and he's like get her in the hospital like go and the guy's like oh my god that was kind of funny I, I, I think um, she had too much coke really doctor yeah really she's like bleeding every from her nose like fucking egg. yeah it's so sad but it's so funny um my second favorite scene is the hot tub scene with the guys when he comes up with the name dirk diggler oh yeah i love that i love the way it's lit too like it's mm-hmm. all dark and i love that hot tub it looks like a big barrel it really it's, like does. really really small but it's like circular and yeah it looks like very like country style like it, it looks cool i like it <laughs> and um i love when he's just i love i wrote eddie is so young and dumb and polite yeah. Like, he's so polite, too, which I think is so funny, where I love when he first meets, 
I think he first meets Scotty, who's Philip Seymour Hoffman, mm-hmm. and he says something, and he's like, oh, and someone else calls him over, and he's like, oh, okay, excuse me, will you excuse me for a minute? Oh, it's really yeah. great meeting you. And when then he, Bert like, calls walks away, over, like, yeah. yeah, he's so, like, polite with everything, and I just love his, like, like naivety, or naivety, or whatever, or naivete, mm-hmm. or whatever you would say. <laughs> um, he's just so dumb, and he just acts so dumb and then he's just so like i love what he describes and he's like the name you know like gotta mean something and i can just picture it and it's this blue neon sign with purple outline and it's so big and so powerful that the sign just blows up and he's like all right what's the name he's like, dirk, dirk diggler, diggler. <laughs> and i love how jack's like i think heaven to me because that is so perfect and then i love when they also talk about that like when they pitch the buddy like the cop oh, the movie buddy. yeah yeah the movie with him and uh what is his name reed rothschild i think it's yes. his poor name yeah. and he's like we he's like we want to do a movie and he's like what are our he's like okay fine that sounds cool like a real story you want to make like high art concept porn now like <laughs> european style and he's like all right cool what are your names and they're like Brock Landers and Chess Rockwell. And he's like, that's amazing. <laughs> like, you guys are so good. You guys come up with the best names. Brock Landers is a dope-ass name, I have to yeah. say. That sounds like it could be like an action star, not just a porn star. That's like a, a really good name. Um, I really like that, too. I wrote, I love. also love when he shoots his first uh, scene um, with Julianne Moore. And you see, like, all, you see the set. And I love how you see, like, William H. Macy, like, What's his name? Little Bill, I think, is his name. Uh, uh, William H. Macy. And he's like, okay, uh, looking at like the day, you know, like, all right, who's the call sheet? All right, let's see. This person's here. Who's this? Dirk, Dirk Diggler? And he's oh, like, yeah, yeah that's that new kid, kid, Eddie. And he's like, oh, good name. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like, sees him. And I love how they're all like, do you want any water? Do you want to know your lines? No, I know him. No, I'm good. Like, he's so confident. He's just really afraid he's going to screw it up. But he's like... And then I love how she's like, do you want to rehearse? No, I don't need to rehearse. No, I'm good. I got it. Let's go. And I love how he's just like, hey, um, I, I kind of want to make it look really sexy. Is that-, is that okay? And they're like, yeah, dude, like, do whatever. Like, go for it. And I love how, like, when they're shooting the scene and then, like, the tape runs out and they're all just, like, behind the camera and then it runs out and they, like, whisper, like, what should we do? Do we keep going? He's like, quickly change the role and then they like change the role and then he stops and they're like okay what i was like wow this must have actually happened with film oh yeah mm-hmm. like reels like i don't know how they yeah because they cut it obviously like a weird way and stuff but i was like wow that's so funny and they're just like <laughs> yeah okay all right yeah keep going which i think is so funny uh another good quote i like where they're in the, the shoe store shopping where he gets those platforms oh and yeah he's like i think it's a. Uh, uh, what's his name? Reed, and he comes over to him, and he's like, "What are these? Are these lizard? No, they're Italian." Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, Dirk's house when he gets all that money with that Asian bedspread and like the so wood paneling nice. everywhere, yeah. like it's so crazy. I think that's really funny. Oh, I love the interview that Am- like the documentary that Amber does on him. That's like so cheesy. Yeah, when he's talking about like how porn has saved relationships and how he's <laughs> saved like hundreds of relationships because he's like you know i wish people did this before you know i've saved so many relationships and he's so serious he's like so super like taking himself really seriously now he's like really like it's so funny um another one of my favorite scenes is scotty cutting that wedding cake that is so me 
He like cuts that <laughs> right. wedding cake at that and party, it, like, but it like fl- it like falls everywhere, and he's like eating. Them. I was like, that is that like, is me. Yeah, that is me. Like that is me. I I need to find a clip of that because I want to put that on Instagram because I think it's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, my third favorite scene is Dirk's crystal freak out, which I think. Uh, is probably one of the highlights when he's just like crystalled the fuck out. You mean like just, when he's talking to Bert outside? Yeah, or, when he's yeah. like, I want to fuck right now. Oh, uh-huh. I have, I'm the one. And my other favorite quote is, I'm the big star here. It's my big dick and I want to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like one of my favorite parts. And he just is like, so and that's when Jack is like, yo, I'm not shooting you like this. You look crazy right now. Like yeah. you look so insane. I, I really love that. <laughs> um, when they record that demo, that's like awful. Yes. Um, it reminds me of Rockstar, that movie he's in with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he plays like the cover band mm-hmm. lead singer, uh, Mark Wahlberg does. Um, the crystal binge scene. I-, I don't like, obviously, binge scenes of drugs, but I like how they keep showing the guy walking in. I like yeah. when movies do that, when they show like a repetitive thing that happens and he's like mm-hmm. what took you so long first it's like oh cool the guy's like i'm here i'm back i got the stuff and first it's like cool yay and then it's like yay awesome and then it goes to like what took you so long get the fuck over here like they're like getting more and more addicted yeah and like just turning completely crazy um that custody hearing with maggie is like heartbreaking oh so heartbreaking oh so sad um yeah she's that's pro- i feel like that's the scene that got her the oscar nomination as, as soon as when she walks out and she just like loses just it. loses it yeah because she just sees like and i love how you don't see the end of that scene like mm-hmm. you you kind of they just ask her like have you ever been arrested and if so what for and then it just flashes to her like outside you know yeah. bawling outside yeah i think that was like really it, it's so sad too because she's so maternal mm-hmm. like they both are like jack is very paternal you get the like you know he kind of protects everyone and he kind of feels like he he doesn't seem smarmy like you know i was i was half expecting i think when i first watched it i was half expecting um the director to be the bad guy and yeah. have it not be dirk who just like spirals on his own i thought he would like be this big star and then find out that he wasn't getting paid or like find out that this guy was really ripping him off and you know because he was young and didn't know any better but he actually didn't get ripped off like jack was actually you know he was rich you know he was doing well oh, and then when, and then when mark uh when mark goes back to him and they're just like hugging and it's I like know. i love that scene where he, and, then like, he, and then he and then he's like on um julianne moore's lap yeah yeah he's like i need help i was like oh um i said that that's so weird when he has that thing with heather graham in the car with roller girl yeah like when they're like we're gonna make movie history we're gonna find some random dude on the street i was like wow before the aids crisis man it was just mm-hmm. like you could just pick up some dude on the street. And I guess I also didn't research into was there were there condoms in porn in the seventies? No. I don't think I don't so. Think so, right? Um, yeah, probably not because I mean, I guess STDs, you just get checked. I mean you get checked anyway, even mm-hmm. now, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming you just get checked in the seventies, like they didn't have a deadly disease that was killing people. So and I even, guess they wouldn't yeah. do that. And with it being the current situation our life is in um all porn actors they have to go through like uh covid tests um and stuff like that before they before they can resume scenes and i there was a bill on On top of the oh yeah there was a bill on the california ballot when i lived there that was Mm -hmm. it was and it was all over the the uh billboards that was like a lot of people wanted there to be condoms in porn 
Yes. And there was a whole thing where it was like, do you want there to be condoms? Do you not want there to be condoms? Like what, you know, like I think a lot of actors didn't Mm -hmm. because they're like, we are tested. Like we're not, I I think that's what it was, but that was a bill on, on the California, one of the ballots. I remember one year, Uh um, I said, oh, that whole scene where he, we were talking about, I guess, off air when he was, uh, when Dirk was like, uh, getting money from that guy, mm-hmm. that guy who, who was like, oh yeah, I want you to so, dip off and then he gets yeah. gay bashed. Ugh. Oh, so awful. I was like, wait, so this guy was in the car for quite a while. And that guy was kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, he's in every... Dude, that guy is in everything, and he's always, like, a side guy. Like, I never oh, really? know his name. Yeah, he's in, like, a lot of random movies, and he's always, like, the guy who's, like, like a semi, like, what, third-tier person? Like, a guest star? I always see him, but I have gotcha. no idea what his name is. Um, yeah, that scene was so fucked up, just because you can see how low he is, and, like, Dirk looks awful. Like yeah. He just looks like terrible. Just yeah. Looks like shit. It's so sad. Um, that whole fucking buck and the donut shop. That <laughs> yeah, robbery no fucking oh shooting God. thing. That was some Tarantino shit right there. That really was. Like, it was like, at first, I remember watching it being like, oh my God, he's going to die. Like, this yeah. is so sad because she's pregnant in the car mm-hmm. asking for donuts. Um, and I was like, fuck, this just seems like it's going to go really bad. When you first see it, you're like, oh shit, this is not going to be good. But then it's so crazy how they all get shot. Like, the one guy robbing the place gets shot by the patron who has a gun, who -hmm. then gets shot. Like, it it just all ricochets, and then everyone just ends up dying in, like, ten seconds. Yeah. And then the money's just on the floor, and he just, bloop, just takes it. Yep, I would too. I would too. No cameras, <laughs> and then there were no cameras was, in the seventies. Yeah, it was, like no one well, would ever know. And, and that that was funny that you mentioned that because as I'm rewatching that in the last you know fifteen minutes of it, and that happens, a I started to get hungry for a donut, and I b I actually said out loud, I was like cameras, and I was like, oh wait, they didn't happen. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. At first, that's what I was thinking. I was like. Oh, the seventies. There are like no video cameras. Like, how did I don't even know how police officers and like detectives solve crimes in like the twenties? Right. Like, how you have nothing? You literally just have people to talk to, yeah. and you have to figure it out. Like, you don't have any kind of science or labs or blood tests. Like, nothing. It's just crazy how how it is. Um, and then, of course, my fourth last last scene is the whole dealer scene with Alfred Molina. I mean, it's. He probably should have gotten an Oscar nomination just for that. Because yeah. it was just so crazy. I love when he just, like, chases them outside with, like, the... With this silver lemonade, shotgun. like, bathrobe. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> and the shotgun. And he's like, come here, you puppies. <laughs> come here. Which I think is so funny. And then I said, I love when they wrap up movies at the end. When you, like, see what everyone's doing. Yeah. And, like, Roller Girl's going to GD class. And then <laughs> Reed is doing, like, a magic show at a strip club. Right. Which is so weird. Um. Dirk is back in action. Mm-hmm. Back in action. Uh, and then I wrote, okay, whoa, 13 inches. What would you even do with all that? <laughs> that was my that was my final note. And now for the fuck Mary Kill, mm-hmm. I had Dirk, Scotty, and Todd. Um What are your choice? What are your selections? Um Todd is Cheeto, right? No, Todd is the druggie that shot the drug dealer. Oh, oh. He's like the druggie one. Um, damn it. I would... Thomas Jane. I would fuck Thomas. 
I'd marry Eddie. Oh, you mean Todd? Todd, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Marry, marry Eddie slash Dirk. And then I guess that's kill John Scotty. C. Riley. Yeah. No, Scotty. <laughs> no, Phillip Scotty. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, you would still kill him anyway. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I think I might pick the same. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely would fuck the crazy one, but I wouldn't marry him. Right, yeah. And Dirk Diggler is actually, like, really good at his job, and he would just be, like, a husband who does sex work. And he just (laughs) seems fun. I mean, you wouldn't get bored. (laughs) And he also is, like, kind of a feminist. I mean, I, I not even kind of. I love when he was pitching the cop idea, yeah, story idea, and he was talking to Jack about it, and he's like, you know, I don't like these other movies where they treat women like shit. Like, it's not cool. It's not mm-hmm. sexy. I don't want to do that. He's like, I want to do something cool. I was like, hey, good good for you, man. Like, yeah. he's actually not a bad guy. He literally is like this dumb, naive kid who has a big dick and ends up being a porn star. Like, oh. and it's awesome. I did have, side note, I did have a relationship question. Oh, yeah. Of what was the relationship with Julianne Moore and Burt Reynolds' characters? Were they married? I didn't know that either. And mm. then was Roller Girl his daughter? I, I don't think so. I mean, I know that the scene with Julianne Moore and Roller Girl was obviously fake relationship. Because yeah, she's were, too, she's too yeah, young. She was like, yeah, I, I want to call you mommy. I knew that was fake. But in the mm-hmm. beginning, it was hard to tell which... It was hard to tell if Julianne and Bert were married or gr- boyfriend or girlfriend. And was Heather Graham his daughter? I, it's weird too like because from like maybe a previous marriage or something. He I don't treats know. her, he treats her like I feel like she's like a runaway. Okay. Because it, it he it's weird that he treats her like a daughter because yeah. you know how he's like go clean up your room, yeah. like your room is all messy or whatever. And right. then I think it's like because I think what he is a he's like in a kind of. I don't know. It's like a weird situation. Like he's almost like a, like he has all these people like around him. Like if they're in his world, they like live with him because I think he said about, I didn't read say to Dirk when they first met, he's like, Oh, aren't you living on the street? That's what Jack oh, told me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, uh, no. He's like, no, I'm not. He's like, oh, well, Jack told me you're living on the street. So I think it's like a lot of these people, especially in the seventies, I feel like it, it wasn't like socially acceptable. Hmm. To be a porn star. So Heather Graham, Roller Girl, she dropped out of high school because she's going Mm. to get a GED a bit later. Right. So I feel like he kind of is like a father figure who maybe is like taking people in. And then once they get, I guess, successful enough, then they end up going, you know, you know, like they move in on their own. But I think Roller Girl is very childlike. Even if she's like 20 or 21, she acts like she's 15. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Julianne Moore though, because at the end he's like, "You're the foxiest bitch in the whole world." Yeah, but and you plus, don't like, know with, with her side story of ex-husband and six years. Yeah, like, and I think he probably I mean, he divorced her because she was in porn. Yeah. So maybe she was like, "I have nowhere to go." I'm mm. assuming she was probably working with him, gotcha. with Jack, and then she probably was like, "My husband." You know, I lost my kid. Like, I have nothing. And maybe he was like, "Okay, come stay with me." But it was kind of unclear what his situation was. It was just kind of felt like he was just a filmmaker. 
Like, you didn't know anything about his home life, or it wasn't clear, because it was basically just, he was, like, this Pied Piper, you know? Well, because then there was that other scene, and I can't remember which, I mean, they had an amount uh, of different party scenes, but there was a party scene where Louis Guzman, right? That actor's name? He picked up the Uh, phone. He picked up the phone, and it was clearly, like, a girl looking for her mother. It was the guy. It was her son. It was Jack's house, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Yeah, it was Jack's house. Yeah. So, yeah. I think she's, like, somewhat of a a girlfriend. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. Oh, yeah, no, I, it was just, like, one of those, like, side notes of, like, questions of... Oh, yeah, no, totally. You know. That, no, that, I, that's what I, I get from it. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but that's what I get from it. But, yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, we've reached the end here. I haven't done... I never do, like, the top of the show shit, which I should. Uh, We're still doing Freaks and Geeks on Patreon. Sign up. It's in the notes. Uh, Follow us on Fashion Grunge Pod on Twitter, at Fashion Grunge on TikTok. Please. Just do it. Uh, Yeah, just just do it. it. Do it all. The links are everywhere. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Bye.